Hello, this is Focus, and I'm Ron Sisko. Welcome back. Today I'd like to talk about the subject of positive vibes only. It's kind of weird. I'd never really encountered this before. I always thought it was kind of a, I don't know, just a, a, a trope that celebrities came up with. Um, it was brought to my attention when I saw this picture of Khloe Kardashian, who would probably usually be outside of my scope of interest. She took a selfie of herself in her car. Um, she had blonde hair. She's got a pretty face and very full lips thanks to uh, collagen injections. Personally, I don't have an issue with that, but a lot of the people who who uh, follow her might, might criticize her, probably follow her specifically to criticize her. Um, the hashtag for the photo was positive vibes only. And, and the thought... The thought occurs to me that do, that doesn't that doesn't really exist. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, as long as you're exposed to the public, there is probably someone somewhere who believes that you could be different or at the very least you're not meeting their needs or their expectations. I understand the concept of wanting to surround yourself with positivity. It's it's something that I'm trying to do here. Um, inwardly, this is my expression to, to bring more positivity inward and, and kind of share that with you. But the concept of someone deciding to kind of curate the response to themselves publicly as a positive means only seems, it seems kind of strange. I, I kind of wanted to break that down, that you would put yourself out in the public and then say, only say the nice things to me. It just doesn't seem possible. And it, it's not. In fact, her comments are pretty good proof of that. She blocked a few of them, I'm sure. But more than a few others were very critical of what she'd done to her face. And that's not any of her their business. They, they don't have any sort of agency on her person. Uh, if nothing else, they probably, if they're so upset about it, should probably stop following her and stop responding and engaging since that kind of engagement is the whole reason she's able to make a living. I've never seen this show keeping up with the Kardashians before, but I'm also aware of the Kardashians as an entity. They're, they're not particularly well known for being super nice about other people. Um, again, that's, that's their own opinion, but it's, it seems strange to, to demand a positive response from people and not necessarily only tailor that for other people. But but it does bring up an interesting point. Does does toxicity breed other toxicity? Ostensibly the answer would be no. I've seen more than a few episodes of of uh I I would say amateur productions on YouTube for for interest shows, be they about motorcycles or video games or guns or makeup products they're just they're they're not well produced people don't write scripts when they probably should be or if they're they are writing scripts they're reading them and kind of going with the first take and and just accepting what they do and that seems awkward to complain about since that's what I do but I think the train of thought is a little bit different not to suggest that I'm above any sort of critique but I'm just I'm just kind of twisting this to 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 show you where I'm coming from those people, I think, deserve more positivity, just in general. Even though 
the quality of their uh, productions could be higher. They're putting themselves out there. And when you start perfecting your production, like uh, some of the more high quality productions on YouTube, it really becomes more accessible to nitpick the smaller things. They become more glaring because there are so few of them that they seem out of place. And yet, and maybe YouTube's the wrong example for this, but every video, no matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is, if it receives any sort of engagement at all, will still have a number of positive and negative votes. Thumbs up on YouTube, I suppose. I'm not really familiar with the platform. The gaming historian comes to mind. If I don't know if you're a gamer listening out there, but but his content is so well curated and so well produced, it's, it, it very easily could have been a television show about gaming that had happened in the 90s or 2000s, something on Tech TV. Better than what was on Tech TV, actually. And yet, negative votes. Where do those come from? There's a, there's a certain amount of toxicity that exists regardless of how hard you try. And it's strange. It's strange that, that someone who is so well acquainted with the way the internet works that they would demand only positive responses. I've been thinking about this for about a week now, just kind of letting it stew. Um, I think it relates back to what I might consider toxic positivity. By itself, on its face, that's an oxymoronic concept. Toxic positivity. But, I mean, really, the, uh, the expectation of positivity is toxic in and of itself. If you really think about what it means to demand positivity, and again, I don't mean to come down on Khloe Kardashian. I'm sure she's a, a lovely human being. But, but it's, you know, just thinking about that, to, to say, I refuse to listen to anyone who has anything different to say than what I want to hear. That's pretty toxic. That's how, that's how ignorance is born. That's, that is the, the definition of ignorance. And even though a lot of that comes down from, from opinion instead of fact, that's, that's such a closed-minded thought that, that I, could, I could shut you out for, for not agreeing with what I want to hear. As, as a, uh, I guess we could call ourselves the target demographic, not necessarily us, not, not necessarily me, but, but us as, as consumers, we're the target demographic for pretty much everything that's done. If you have a dollar in your pocket, you're probably a victim of somehow, some way, some sort of advertising designed to take that dollar out of your pocket. And could you just imagine if your cable company said, we only want to hear the good things from you. Don't, don't call us if you have anything to say that's, that's not great. That, that seems strange. I think the problem that I've discovered over time is that people don't seem capable. It's not... An individual person is, is uh, very, very intelligent, can be very intelligent. But people on the whole, 
don't tend to make good decisions for themselves if they're making decisions at all. And to take away the voice of those people, suppress that, and not in a political sense, to, to ignore those people just creates uh, animosity. When you demand only positivity, you've divided your audience into two groups. The people who were guaranteed to respond negatively and the people who would be hostile to those people. Sure. There are people out there who will say, oh, I, I love your stuff. I'm so sorry about all the negative comments. But it's, it's still their way of, of saying something about the negative comments. Others, if you're lucky, will only remain verbally violent. It's like they don't acknowledge the power of their words. And it breathes life into a new idea that I don't need to hear from you. That I am above criticism. Today, it was announced that, I think it was Paramount, has decided they're going to pull Sonic the Hedgehog from release um, and then work on the actual Sonic the Hedgehog character model. Which is always kind of strange to think about. It's Sonic is obviously not a real being. And so replacing him in the film, since they probably all have the original renders, won't be as uh, taxing as it might have been 10 years ago. But the images of Sonic, they're, they're not new. They're not... They weren't hidden before. Sonic had been teased in his current form months ago. And there was a backlash. And Paramount said pretty much, oh, they'll get over it. And they did. Well, more specifically, people forgot about it. And now upon viewing the trailer, the backlash is back with a vengeance. And Paramount turned around and said, I just keep saying Paramount as if this is fact. It could be very wrong. My apologies if that's the case. But Paramount said, okay, well, we're going to pull this movie. We've listened to what you have to say. It speaks to me in the same way that that positive vibes only tweet spoke to me. That they originally thought they were beyond criticism. And they thought that they could just take the property and make it their own and not pay homage to the same people that they were expecting to buy into the, the, the movie in the first place. Sonic the Hedgehog is definitely going to be a children's film, but it's a, a video game property that, that relates to a great portion of the United States who were gamers in the mid-90s. Personally, I have no dog in that fight. I thought... It's just a kid's film. It's not for me. I wasn't a Sega fan either. I thought it'd be fun. I'd probably just watch it. But now they're, they're going to redesign that character and replace it. How many millions of dollars have they lost by not listening the first time? The scary part is, as a social media influencer, what does it mean 
when you ignore your audience. There's no metric that we can point to that says this is a bad idea, at least not yet. This is all still a foreign concept. But how many copycats take this to their own Instagram pages? How many, how many take it to their own lives? This isn't a new concept for Khloe Kardashian. And I don't mean to be bashing her. Um, the reason this kind of struck me, my wife and I were watching the show MTV's Catfish, which is one of our guilty pleasure shows. And, uh, and by telling you that, I guess it, it just is a pleasure now that I've been admitted. Um, Catfish is trash reality television. But it, it kind of speaks to an issue that exists today. Unfortunately, learning about the production has kind of demystified the program a little bit. But we watched an episode just the other night that came up months ago about a young woman who fell in love with another young woman on the internet. And in her story, she met this person on Plenty of Fish. And the other person um, said her name was a certain something. And she was from the same city. And, uh, and she already had a, a baby. And they, you know, started talking and then got more intimate. And, uh, and the other person who was catfishing this poor girl, if indeed it's a real show, and it seems to be, said that they were going to have a surrogate child and took payment, took, took payment to put in a savings account to have a, a surrogate child. There were other circumstances. It's, it's not, it doesn't make a lot of sense in general, but there were other circumstances. And, and that, that unbelievable cir- circumstance was leveraged only by the words positive vibes only you see this this situation was so unbelievable that when it was explained to the the protagonists of the show the hosts of the show neve and max um they both immediately said how could you possibly have believed these circumstances how could you believe that a woman that you met on the internet who refuses to meet with you despite living in the same city as you would have a surrogate child with you and then refuse to show you pictures, would continue to post on Instagram selfies, but tell you her camera was broken. And, and it wasn't believable. And she said, I, I know, but I'm in love. And really, I'm, I'm just, I need positive vibes only. She distorted her own reality for wanting to believe in a dream. And, and generally speaking, I, I love the idea of dreams. I love the idea of, of pursuing something that doesn't necessarily make sense. That, that's something you love. But you really have to kind of draw the line when, it, when it's, it's something that affects you on that level. She believed that this person across the internet in her own city who refused to meet up or talk to her on Skype had paid a surrogate so that they could have a baby. It's become, through the use of hashtags and Instagram posts, fashionable 
because now there's a mantra to live in denial. That's dangerous. We see the same thing, uh, not to get political, but we see the same thing in flat earthers and anti-vaxxers. And I'm sure somebody will get upset about me bringing up either or both of those situations. But there's undeniable science for both. And granted, vaccines may have drawbacks in some circumstances. The science is undeniable. And the science that they've come up with has no backing. And they can ignore everything because a celebrity told them that vaccines cause autism. And when vaccines cause autism became so outspokenly disproven, they moved on to, should we really be injecting our children with mercury? And when that question was superseded by medical evidence about how it was necessary and how it's not actually harmful, they, they, they moved on to, um, all these chemicals at the same time can't possibly be okay. The science that smallpox or measles, whooping cough or tetanus are deadly and will return without the use of vaccines is deniable to them. It's fashionable. A woman who used to be a model or something told them that vaccines are bad and they'd rather believe that than documented science. Now, I don't like to bring up problems unless you have uh, not necessarily a solution. I think that's really short-sighted, but at least an idea on how you can improve the situation, Uh, some sort of opportunity. I look at positive vibes only, and I like the concept of how it could change your way of thinking. But it really only works as a measure of denial. Self-improvement doesn't come from shutting out criticism or anything that you might regard as negative. Self-improvement is recognizing your shortcomings and working to alleviate those. Being able to be honest with yourself means that you can improve in places that the people who would deny themselves that knowledge cannot improve. Even if you don't believe you're deni- in denial about something, just, just being able to recognize the possibility that you may in fact be wrong gives you the opportunity to try it differently. As humans, just as a matter of comfort, unless you're one of the rare people out there, and, and I'll, I'll admit to being one of those rare, obnoxious people who prefers some sort of change, you won't change something if it works for you. Or worse yet, if you're convinced it works for you. So here's my take on this. To say positive vibes only is a mistake. But you have the chance to say, tell me what you want me to hear and to recognize what you're doing well. If you take criticism from people well, they tend to be more helpful, even if outright 
the first time they give you criticism, the only thing you get is you suck. But people don't think you're actually listening. They only expect that you're going to shut them down as soon as you say they say something negative. So the idea is to say something so negative that maybe you'll engage with them. But we can all have some sort of say in this conversation. For the most part, when a person engages with you, it's because they care enough to say something for some reason. And they probably don't hate you, at least not the first time. It's a toxic behavior, one that belongs in children when they don't feel like they're getting enough attention. But it's one that exists and, and, and kind of goes away if you learn how to, 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 to roll with that punch. At no point will it ever be helpful to dismiss any negative comments, to, to dismiss negative attention. It hurts at least the first few times you hear it. But if you're out here, if you put yourself in a place to be judged by the public and you can't handle that heat, you're never going to improve. You're never going to evolve. And when the world moves on without you, you'll be left wondering why you didn't do it better. And the irony in that situation is that they've been telling you all along. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast, and once again, I'd like to thank you for listening. I want to thank my Patreon subscribers, Vigilanthe, Anastasia Beverhausen, and The White Prince for your support. You're keeping me up and running, and I, I, I just i am very appreciative of your time and support and your attention. If you're listening to this and, um, and you have anything to say, because I'd love to hear it, I'd love to get the criticism from you, uh, you can contact me. My website is focusbycisco.com. The contact options are available. You could also send me a message at ron at focusbycisco.com or on Twitter at, at focusbycisco. I feel like I repeat myself a lot there. At this point, I feel like it's a good time to acknowledge that there's a few changes coming up. Um, I've just announced to my workplace that I'll be leaving and, uh, and that's going to give me some extra time to work on this podcast and, uh, and start up a couple of other projects that I've been meaning to. Uh, I do stream on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Captain Cisco, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-S-I-S-Q-O. And, uh, and you can find me there probably most of the time, but I'll also be working on a couple of YouTube product projects that I'll, that'll be, uh, announced at some point and possibly another podcast if you're interested i'll make some announcements on the website and or on the patreon which i really promise i'll get around to supporting a little bit better as time goes on again i want to thank you for listening if you decide to share this with somebody i hope that it's because it meant something to you and not because you think they should hear it for some reason and uh and i just really hope that you're having a great day i'll see you when the plot requires it but until next time be excellent to each other